Welcome, everybody, back to another episode of Splitting the Bar. We are here at the Students Lab in Avondale, Arizona. My name is Bonita Soldania. I'm the owner and director of the studio here. And today, like most days, <laughs> it's your girl Z back again. Um, is Zara Meunier, company team director. The uh, dynamic duo, as you know, or if you don't know, you should know. Okay. You should also see us throw it on hip hop, just saying. All of it. <laughs> Give it to us. We got you. <laughs> what do you need? We got you. Okay. <laughs> so we took a poll um, this week. We were a little bit more interactive with our um, Instagram followers, and we took a poll and asked two topics, which we'll probably end up still doing the other topic later because it was pretty good interest in it as well. But this topic had the most interest from our poll, and it is company auditions. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. What are those? No. What are those? those? So uh, we are going to jump in to what that, basically, we're going to talk about what the company looks like here at the Students Lab, which is Zarin's specialty, as she just introduced herself. She is the team's director, company director. So she directs all of the seven, eight teams here at the Students Lab, um, which is a total of about 60 roughly kids, mm-hmm. um, ranging in, ranging in ages. Um, and so we are just going to talk a little bit more about that. And then we do have auditions coming up the end of May. So we will be pushing out a lot more details and all of that too, but we're going to talk a little bit about it all. So, um, I'm going to just pass it to Z, let her kind of jump on it and then, yeah, we'll jump in. So company teams, especially in this podcast, it's more of just to get you guys thinking about what the company teams are. Um, I've had a lot of students come in with different questions about what should I do? How do I prepare? Which is amazing because before, I think sometimes as dancers, we just take it for granted being able to even be selected for a company team or there's an entitlement issue that kind of goes on in the dance world. And so now seeing a huge interest from students who were a little bit more apprehensive or even hey, I don't know if it's for me, but what do I need to do? I'm only here once a week. So we are addressing all of that today Um, with a company team at the Students Lab. Basically, you are a part of something that's bigger than yourself. Um, It really does take a selfless, hungry, uh, competitive dancer, regardless if you are on our performance or our elite teams, and I'll get into that too. You want to come in with a heart ready to learn and a heart ready to grow and to be pushed. So those are the type of students we're looking for. Of course, we want you to have the skills too, but Character at our studio goes a very, very long way in how we can really speak to our students in the future and their future endeavors. Um, I have several seniors who are graduating and I would be more than happy to meet with their future employers, write them a letter of recommendation just because of the character and responsibility I've seen them carry on their teams alone. So when you're a part of these teams, it's not just the opportunity to go perform and you know live your best life on stage. There's so much more that goes into their training and hard work um, that is expected to be a company dancer. So with that being said, we have two different routes for our company teams. Um, The first one is going to be performance. And what that is, is uh, a team who is on a less competitive track, but they do compete later on in the spring season. Um, They're going to be the ones that are getting more of a taste of just getting out there performing. So they're going to community events such as Billy Moore's Days, um, the Suns performances, 
Uh, we've also done the Phoenix Fair, Arizona Fair. Sorry, I'm not yeah, from yeah. here. The Arizona State Fair. Arizona State so Fair. We yes. they'll go and perform on that. that place. Yes, <laughs> frequent flyers of the uh, of the valley. Yeah. So those teams, um, we really do pour into those because that's where we're getting a lot of students that kind of have a mix of their skills. Some of them may be transitioning age wise. Um, in between, I've been on an elite team, but now like I'm really pushing to get you know, it grow my skills a little bit more to be on the senior or move forward with junior. So we have, um, groovy babies, which is going to be our five to seven age ish. You would call we'd call them young stars. So those kids, we really want to, I mean, in all of our students, but for sure, those kids, we really want to start them young. And eventually they, we want those kids to be our senior elite. So when they grow, so parents, yes, I know I just aged your kid by 10, 15 years, but, um, that's where we, we pour our heart and soul into those little, those, those young bodies. So they're learning. Um, we give them a very light schedule. They're going to be on, they're going to be training in all styles. Um, let me just say this too. Any of our company teams, they're going to train in all styles, point blank. You're going to have your hip hop, ballet, jazz, and lyrical. Um, and then from there, you can add on. Those requirements shouldn't just be, I'm only taking the requirements. You should see that as a foundation and want to grow more if being on an elite team is where you want to go because the elite teams, they are going to double their schedule and double the regimen of what they have. So what that means is instead of one hour ballet, they may have three, they may have two. So we have groovy babies. We have our petite performance. We have junior performance and teen performance. So all those girls are going to range from ages five all the way up to 17. Of course, it just depends on where your age is and where you're going to fall, as well as skills. Sometimes we have girls who are a little bit younger than the age group who make the older teams because they have the skills. So that can happen too. Um, these performance teams, they're hardworking students and they, like I said, they're performing heavily in the community aspect of our performances. And then they have a lighter um, competition schedule, which would be one to two competitions out of a five to six competition season for our elite teams. So that is what our performance teams are going to look like. With that being said, moving forward with the elite teams, the elite teams are going to be our petite elite, junior elite, and senior elite. So those girls have, like I said, a doubled training regimen. So instead of one hour, they may have two to three hours. They're also taking contemporary. They're also taking breaking and they're taking another um, hip hop, which could be another hip hop class or another hip hop choreo. So we really want those kids to train similar to industry kids and what um, Bonita and I kind of bounce around with what industry kids are. Those kids who are going into the dance world after they graduate. So these are the kids who are getting, you know, the trios, the solos, the duos. Those are the ones that you we're, we're kind of picking from. And we've had kids that come from performance teams that also really do work hard and earn those specialty routines too. Um, but these kids are competing and they're training heavily. They're participating in our youth breaking league. So they are the ones that are really doing everything. Um, and I want all our kids to shoot for that to be a goal. I never want them to feel like, oh, I made a performance team. No, I see your potential and I want you to grow on that team first before we move you into elite. So both teams are a huge commitment, but elite is going to be that heavy competition. Um, few community performances. They may be at the sun's halftime. Um, but they are for sure going to be doing two to three routines. Um, and some of them are in specialty group routines. So easily a competitive student on an elite team can be participating in five routines for their competition, especially our seniors. They're usually having a solo duo, small group, and then there are three team routines. So it's easy for that to kind of build up in that aspect. Um, and they're going to be the ones who compete January, February, March, April, and then get ready for auditions again and recital time. So their schedule is and very- nationals. And nationals, yes. This is our first time this year. Yay. Shout out. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so yeah, prayers greatly appreciated on that one too. Mm -hmm. So those kids are going to be training like crazy. You'll see them the most throughout the studio and there's a high expectation. You know, I, I do 
give the, the girls the same amount of, um, intricacy in my movement and expect them to rise up to that level. But the elite kids are the ones who really have to set the gold standard at the studio. So they already know my expectation. Mm -hmm. Um, when we go into auditions, no one is auditioning for a specific team, right? You're auditioning to be on a company team. You can tell us, you can tell your teachers, Hey, I really want to be on senior elite. I want to be on junior elite. What can I do to improve? What should I be doing? That is great because that puts an inkling in our ear of, okay, I know to look out for you. But your score sheet and your training, your track record really do matter when it comes to auditions. So understand when you're auditioning for a company team, you're auditioning to be a part of a company team, not a specific one. And that what you show at your audition really does matter. So you want to take it seriously, like you are auditioning for a industry job. So that's the, those are our two company teams and just kind of tag teaming into what auditions are going to look like next. Nice. Yeah. So, um, I think too, what is really, what's really cool. Um, our company dancers are really, as Z just said, I mean, they're, they are the face, what we would consider the face of the studio, all of them from whether they're performance or they're elite, the company dancers, those are the ones that they've decided they those dancers and their families have decided that dance is something more to them than just, you know, a hobby. So they've made a decision that they want to invest more financially, that they want to invest more time and whatever it takes to be a part of this, you know, and be a part of something great. And that's why for us, it's really important that we know what the goals are, right? Here at the studio, we do what are called connection meetings, right? Connection, these are like where we get to sit down with all of our families and we can say, hey, what are the goals of your dancer? Because it, we need to know because then we can get them on a track to achieve those goals, right? If we don't know, then it's like, how can we help them, right? Mm-hmm. So it, when there's really clear expectations and really clear goals, then then we can all work together in achieving all of that stuff. So, um, you know, anytime we get a dancer, say, like Zaren was saying, regularly, probably every day she gets a call. It could be a new student that's just here at the studio, or it could be an existing student that is now has their, their eyes set on potentially being a part of something bigger or wanting to take their training another step further. And they want to know what that looks like. Mm -hmm. So those are Z talks to those families and those dancers regularly about, okay, this is what it will take. This is what has to train or what has to change and where you have to, you know, what classes or whatnot. Um, we even have like a, you know, current kids that we, we even, as we're explaining to them, like, you know, we have our different programming, our performance programming is going to roughly be four hours. Right. So that's really roughly where like our performance company dancers are training a minimum, as she said, of about four hours of technique training development classes minimally. So again, if your dancer, if you feel like your dancer needs extra this or extra that, then you're, we're going to give you the opportunity or you to take it upon yourself to say, Hey, I need my dancer to step up in Mm -hmm. their technique or their turnout. And I need an extra hour of ballet or utilizing the open sessions or the turntastic on Thursday, like where we offer this extra time and training. Um, those are all very beneficial. So, you know, we don't want dancers to say like, 
you know, I'm why I'm not ready or what, you mm-hmm. know, whatever the case is when we feel like we give plenty of opportunity and you can just make it really clear to us like, Hey, this is what I want to do or whatever the case is. So, um, but we, we just want our families to know that saying yes to that, like, or deciding that, yes, this is going to be a commitment that it's a commitment, a mm-hmm. team, you know, these teams, they're, the directors are obviously everything is invested into their team, right? Choreography, time, music, all of that to make these teams succeed and to be great and fantastic. And so, um, every part of that is crucial. Every dancer's a part of that success is really crucial. So in deciding to join a team, just kind of know all that going in that, that it is something like she said, way bigger than yourselves. Being a part of a team is something really special. Um, yes, we all like to do our solos and have our solo moment and our solo shine, but the lessons that go into being a part of a team are really, really great. And, you know, just, it's just, you know, I don't know how to explain it, but, but if any, all of you, I'm assuming have been a part of a team at some point, whether it's sports or whatever, it's the same within dance. So you're just sharing all that you're building friendships. You're sharing. It's like win, lose or draw through the tears, through the bruises, through the sweat, through all of that. You do that with your team. And it's just, the outcome is something so special. And literally speaking on that, we just had a competition last weekend. It was our first competition since the year of COVID, you know, this whole thing going on. Um, the first time that our company dancers, you know, by this point in February, we would have already had four or five performances easily, community performances, Christmas performances, which we did have a Christmas performance, but we would have had several like in the community. So it's like this pent up energy and excitement and all this training, all this training. And it like all came out last weekend on the, at the competition. And it was so beautiful to see. And the parents just, there was so many, just, you know, there's like, congratulations, congratulations. You could just see the spirit was so awesome. So when that, what those moments, those competitions and performances is, it just comes full circle, all the hard work that the kids put into it. So, but that's just kind of looking in, in terms of families that maybe are transitioning or wanting to join just all the things to consider. If you're an existing family, that's say companies like you've been on it for years already, and you know, then you already know all that, right? You already know the investment that goes into it, what's required. But I think even if you're an existing company family, there does come a time where it's like, you're, you either see your dancer coasting and you're like, they can be greater or, you know what I mean? Maybe your, your commitment changes or your, you know, your desires or whatever. And so I think every year, that's why it's really nice as auditions are approaching to reassess and say, Hey, this is what's where we're at. What are we looking towards? Are we, are we staying where we're at? Are we looking to push greater, you know? And, and I think every family obviously needs to do that too. Um, yeah, but, I was approached by four perspective kids already. Yeah. Nice. Whether it was moving up teams or just getting onto a team. I was like, okay, all right, we are serious about this. And that's good that they're doing this now and not April. Oh, for sure. Auditions are in May. Yeah. Yeah. So with that being said, when you are on these teams and if it's, especially if it's performance and you know that you need a little bit more push, don't think that these classes are only reserved for company kids. The only one that we have reserved for company time is our company company class. Yeah. So just because there's majority like eight, company kids in this ballet class. Well, I can't join that because no, 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 no. You have every right to sign up for that class and be in there and get the same attention and care that everybody else is. Mm -hmm. Because if that's a team you want to be on, you need to strive to dance with them and rise up to that level. Um, And it it may not be this year, like, you know what I mean? But it will happen if you start 
you start yeah. on that, you know, track and you start on that training, you start getting into that mentality and all of that, you know, it does, it will happen for some, it happens faster for others. It, you know what I mean? It, it is all what it is, but, um, but you can't sell yourself short for yeah. sure. And you and dancers have to start somewhere. We all started somewhere. Like at one point I didn't start hip hop until I was 13 and still couldn't really understand like how my body, but don't judge me. Still no, couldn't I'm understand. Like, I started way later than that. Okay. So. <laughs> still didn't understand like how my body was moving. And then I grew to love it. And then I had to compete it in college. So it's those things where you have to take it in increments. We stress this all the time with our dancers not to compare yourself to the next kid in the class. You don't know their history of dance. You don't know what they're doing at home, but you are in the same class getting the same amount of material that you can practice just as hard at home and become that great dancer. You shouldn't want to be like the person on your team. You should want to be the best person you can be so you can be a good asset to your team. Because if we have great everybody's on the team, then you'll dance collectively as one dancer. Because it's not, when you're in a group, it's not just about you. That's for your Mm -hmm. solo. Mm-hmm. When you're in a group, you can't, you know, unless you're given a little highlight, you, you don't have time to shine. And like, if the co- routine calls for three pirouettes, don't pull four. Yeah. Cause you know, it's not this, your time. So you want to yes. dance as a great unit. team yes. to look like one dancer. You are a great dancer, but together you guys make a great unit and a great team. So sign up for your extra classes. Ballet is one that I get a lot of questions on and mm-hmm. um, it's not a forgiving style. It's very hard, but it's the foundation for everything you're going to need to be on these teams. So whether you're a hip hopper coming in and taking ballet or you're a ballet dancer coming in, taking hip hop or breaking, just embrace the unknowing and having to learn it for the first time and be easy on yourself. You're not going to get it within the first couple months, maybe not in the first year. Maybe you're great and you're a Power Ranger kid and you can get it within the first month and that's fine too. Power Ranger kid. Nice. I, no, these kids are different. This generation is <laughs> different. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, just be gracious with yourself and understand that it takes time. It's a yeah. muscle memory and muscle memory takes time to acquire. It's not something that's just going to happen, you know, within the one hour that you get. For sure. And so I'm just going to share two real quick um, examples. When we talk about diversity in dance and we talk about um, the dancers really needing to respect, I guess I would say respect and honor all the styles. I had, I had my one, one of my little hip hop stars um, who, you know, when it comes to hip hop class, full out, full blown, no questions. You don't have to tell her twice. She's in the front. She's going hard. She's sweating it out, doing it right. Well, when it comes to ballet hour, Mm. that's a different story, right? We've, we've got an injured foot. We don't have our shoes. Our hair's not in a bun. Conveniently not ready. Conveniently hurting. I see that y'all. Yeah. (laughs) And, and I'm just, this is like an example, but this happens not all the time. It doesn't happen all the time, but it does happen. And so, you know, those are where the talks happen. Like, well, if you really want to be fantastic, right, you have to respect all the styles and you kind of talk about the benefits of ballet yet, you know, you can tell a kid till you're blue in the face about ballet and why they need to take it. And most of them are not interested and it's super boring and they're falling asleep or whatever. I don't think with Miss Deb, that's the case. Just FYI. You're great, great, Deb. No. Yeah. (laughs) But you know what I mean? That's just the typical stereotype of ballet. But as we tell them, it's the medicine for greatness. Like you, the medicine always doesn't taste good, but it's what Mm -hmm. heals you and makes you feel better. Right. So, um, so anyways, you know, we kind of have to have those talks in at the same time, having the talks with the are classical dancers that are lo- love ballet and want to take every single hour of ballet. But then when it comes to hip hop, ha- shut down or like, I can't do it or that's, you know what I mean? Same. So we really, again, 
And again, this isn't all students, but we just want the dancers to understand and respect all of them and know that they all benefit from the growth and discipline and of all of it. That's why, you know, it's not an option when we're having them train and everything. And if they lack in something or they're struggling in something, even more reason to be full fledged in there. You know what I mean? Because if my little hip hopper keeps trying to sit out of ballet, it's only going to take her that much longer or she just starts to fall super behind to where it's so hard to catch up later. So just jump in there, be humble, have humility and learn and grow. That will, that will serve you the best to be great for your company team that is going to be training and everything. And you're going to be walking into a team with kids that train and everything. Right. So, and let me also reiterate that and I, I feel like I give these little motivational speeches. Um, this is my my spiritual gift, I guess, is inspiration. Um, yes, inspiration. <laughs> but I, the only thing as a teacher, okay, I expect a lot of things. But the biggest thing that I expect, you should. <laughs> the biggest thing I expect from my from my dancers is the effort. I want to see you try. Mm-hmm. So when you walk across, you know, across the floor and I don't even see the effort, I'm not, now I'm going to embarrass you, but the intent was not to embarrass you. I know where you guys are at based off just the stretch class alone. Mm-hmm. I know where you're at with your technique. I know where you're at mentally. And I want to pull you out of that dark space, that that place where you feel a little bit insecure with your movement. So when you go into conventions, cause our elite teams do, do go to conventions and it's rough. It's, it's a whole weekend long in between your competition. Um, of different styles that you may not be exposed to or just different choreographers who are, you know, the top tiers right now with what they're doing. And a lot of dance is very innovative. So sometimes it's not always about the leg. It's it's about the movement. It's not mm-hmm. always about the six pirouettes. It's about the sustaining of your pirouette and being able to hold in the strength behind the dancer. So when we give you these progressions across the floor, it's to help grow you as a dancer and to get you ready for those opportunities when you can, when you can you know, put yourself forward. Because when you go to conventions, I mention this all the time, you're fighting for a scholarship Mm -hmm. against 300 other kids who train just as hard as you. Mm -hmm. So you want to be the one that stands out. You want to be the one that's willing to put themselves out there. It may not be great, but it's the fact that you did that and maybe you fell out of the turn, but you didn't quit. And that's what sets, that's what goes a long way in a teacher's eyes and a a choreographer's eyes. So when I give you guys stuff across the floor, it's to push you. It's not to embarrass you. So we want the effort. We mm-hmm. know that your leg not may not be that high, but I see the control and I see your body fighting for it. And that's what will go a long way as opposed to just giving up halfway because you, you, you feel like you don't have it. Right. You need to learn how to fall before you can actually, you know, turn or do a bot ma and you need to feel that. And that's before okay. Before I can fly. Yes, basically. <laughs> <laughs> fall before you but can But it's fly. okay to yeah. fail sometimes yeah, and sure. learn from it because that's mm-hmm. the only way you're going to know what limits you can push. Yeah. If you put yourself in a box, you're never going to know. Totally, totally, totally. Um, Okay, so looking into what auditions look like here. So last year, um, auditions were virtual, very different, but cool. We saw some really- Very, very entertaining to watch. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) We saw some in the park. We saw some (laughs) all over the place. In the parking garage. We saw in the kitchen. Hey, guys, it's all good. Master bet, like, get it. Get it, yeah. (laughs) Show us some skills. Um, So- we will be still offering both. We will be offering virtual as well as in person. Um, you know, or of course, if there's for some reason a dancer can't make in person, we will still we'll have a deadline for virtual submissions. Um, but the audition process will pretty much run as it has in the past. Um, all our younger dancers, you guys will come in. We were this year a little bit different because I don't think we've done the skills te- the skills list in the past. Correct. 
for the age groups? No, I haven't had them demonstrate. I had, it was taught to them there. Okay. So I I really want them to demonstrate. Yeah. So a little bit different. So going into this new season, um, instead of you learning your progression in-house, like you basically in the past, you've had to just show up and whatever was given to you, you had to show now you're actually going to show, you have a list, you're going to have, you know, your list of 10 skills or whatnot, and you're going to showcase those skills. So those skills will be ready to go. You're going to have them in your pocket, um, prepped, ready to the mastered as much as you, you know, have them basically, um, showcasing skills. And then there you will learn your choreo, uh, to, to perform. So the reason why we do that is so we can see, obviously how you pick up material. We see your class etiquette, um, how you are retaining, how you can turn around and perform it quickly. So all of those things that also really show the character of a dancer, resilience of a dancer, um, you know, memorization, performance, all of it. So that's a really good kind of gauge um, on how, you know, how dancers basically um, perform as well as there'll be a quick interview. We, in the past, we've done it just generally. It's been Mm -hmm. one big group. Um, We've just sat down with the dancers and their, you know, respective ages and individually they just stood up and then and they've shared basically their name, kind of like a slate, if you will, similar to their name, their age, um, and then a little bit of something about themselves. And we really want to know why they want to be a part of a student's lab team, right? Because that's important that mom didn't just shove you in here and you're like, what am I doing in here? I mean, I guess I like jazz. I guess I don't even know her name. What's (laughs) her name? Z? No. Um, but, But, you know, just so then they can kind of articulate and know I mean, even a five-year-old, my, my daughter, right? She would, if I asked her like, what's a dance team or why do you want to be on it? She would be able to say, I, I love my groovy babies. No, I don't know. She would probably say that, but, (laughs) but anyways, we just, it's important for them to explain why they want to be on a team set shows as well. You know what I mean? Um, and, and then that's basically it. We'll have judges. We will have, I don't think we know who the judges are yet, I don't think we normally announce them either, no, but you have to figure it out when you get there. Yeah. You'll have judges. Um, they are not us. They are not, you know, well, they're not Ms. me and Zarin. Um, we of course will be discussing with the judges will be in house, but we do have outside judges, hopefully teachers here, but sometimes we like to also get a guest with that has never seen any of the dancers before. Doesn't know any, has no prior knowledge and really just judges off of day, like that day, that time, which is really nice to have just that outside opinion to, um, and, and then we notify right after recital. Mm-hmm. So, so stay a little tuned bit more after recital. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Um, two, if you're a teen, so 13 and above, you will be preparing a one minute audition solo as well. And that can be any style, whatever you feel showcases your strengths as a dancer, the best. So you will have that also prepared and, uh, prepared to show. Um, what else? Anything else you want to talk about? Specifically what to expect in the audition. Mm -hmm. It should feel like a formal audition. I want you to take it seriously and understand that I will not be Miss Z. I will be the person I need to be for the audition, not the judge, but just going in, whether I'm teaching a piece for my jazz portion or whatever that is, know that this is a, a form. This is something that needs to be taken seriously and not lightly. So when you're going into the audition, 
You need to make sure you're arriving on time prior to your check-in time. And also all this information will be available later, most likely after spring break. So don't don't feel like you need to take your notes on. She said it's on this day and this time. So just listen to what to expect so you guys can get in that mindset. Um, When you're going into an audition, any classical style, you need to dress according to that dress code. And we do have a dress code here. So you don't necessarily have to wear your jazz dress code to class, but you cannot come in a baggy shirt. So you can come in um, your sports bra, your crop tops, your form-fitting tank tops. Um, Bright colors would be great. I want you guys to stand out in your audition. I want you to dress how you would if you wanted to get to book that job today. So hair clean, pulled back. A bun would be ideal. Um, Ponytails to me can get really messy and then the girls continue to just pull on them. So um, you definitely want your hair clean. Um, No big jewelry that includes all your necklaces need to come off, even the little like stud ones. Stud earrings are fine. You don't want to use competition ones. It's not It's not, I mean, that's fine. It's a stud. It's fine. But I don't want you guys wearing your competition hoops. It's a big stud. So don't, yeah, it's a pretty big stud. (laughs) So um, that's the only thing of jewelry that should be on. You want a full face of makeup, not just, I rolled out of bed and I have great bushy eyebrows. No, you want the blush. You want to make sure you have a, you want to look clean and professional going into this. Um, I would also, especially for my 13 and up girls, just, I'm not sure if I want, if I'm going to check them just yet, but I do want them to have some type of dance portfolio put together. So they're aware of what that looks like moving forward. This is also going to help you when you, um, audition for your high school teams, your college teams. So this is just getting you prepared in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, you never know what to expect in these auditions other than, you know, the styles you're going to be getting. So with that being said, practice all the skills that are listed there. We could pick at random. We could pick three. We could, you know, have you demonstrate all 15, 10, um, but just know 15, that 15, 10, yeah, 15, 10, 20. It could, I, I just keep adding, honestly, you guys just keep growing. So mm-hmm. I just want to see what we can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but be prepared to run it like you would for a formal audition. And that's, that's what I want you guys to get underneath your belt. Um, like we said, we have judges that are coming in, so they're very unbiased judges. Um, they don't know your guys' skills. They don't know your weaknesses. So you shouldn't go in thinking, Oh, I already know that I can't do this extension. I want you to attempt it especially when it comes to the aerials and all the other acro tricks that are going to be listed on there too. Whether you have it or not, you need to attempt to throw it. That can really tank your score if you just um, sell yourself short with things you can't. Because then I'm thinking, as as the director, who I want to put on my teams, I'm thinking, oh, is this how they're going to act when it comes to choreography? Are they going to limit themselves? You may not have it then, but you definitely can get it in September or moving forward, you know, with practice. But don't limit yourself always, 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 try attempt what is being asked of you and smile through the whole process. Thank your judges. Um, smile, minimal talking. You shouldn't be talking to each other, but smile and be courteous. Everyone is under the same belt or under the same umbrella, stressed and, you know, trying to make it in the world. So just breathe, give yourself grace, take it seriously. Um, take yourself seriously too. Yeah, definitely. Um, and obviously one of a huge thing that goes a long way is going to be your own confidence and how you enter the room Mm -hmm. and exit the room. So if you enter the room, right, like Z just said, she laid out exactly what you should look like. You're looking good. You're feeling good. You're not going to show up cold. Like you haven't moved that whole day. You're going to already stretched. You You never know. We're most likely not going to warm you up like that. Yes. You come in ready for the audition because true auditions don't say, Hey, let's have a warm up, Everybody. No, we're trying to number five, get out. We're trying to go through it. 
yeah, if you want to get, if you need to come in early to stretch or, you know, stretch a little bit at home and then you can just kind of warm your body back up. Um, but just make sure that you're ready to go. You walk in with confidence. You're looking at your judges. Um, you know, and again, like she just said, not talking a lot, whether you feel like it was the best or maybe the worst audition, it doesn't matter. We shouldn't be able to see that. We should not be able to see that. (laughs) And you leave the room still being confident and you leave the room still feeling good and a champion because I can't tell you how many times I've been to auditions and I'm like, Oh, I walked in feeling so good. And like, I killed it. I'm like, Oh my God, I feel so good. I killed it. I knew every move. Boom. Did not get the job. And then (laughs) I go to an audition and I sucked and I'm like, Oh, that was the worst. And I booked the job. Yeah. No joke. No joke. So you just like, you really just never know. You have to keep your composure, do your thing. You may feel however you feel inside. You have no idea how that, you know, reach the judges. So you just go in, whatever it is, feel good about it. Leave it there too. Leave it there. Whatever happened. Don't talk about it the next week. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, you're, you'll have your experience to share with mom and dad or whatnot, but don't, don't let that define you is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like it, that's, your whole year. that's one yeah. thing that like as dancers, especially if you're looking to eventually, whether go into the audition industry or, I mean, again, if you're going to be on a team or join a, you know, even a company or whatever the case is, auditioning is something that is dancers do all the time. So don't, yes, right now you're doing them annually, but don't feel that like, again, that that defines your talent and who you are. It's just one day it's a, it's, you need to do it to prepare, to be great. And, you know, just to be familiar with audition, the audition process. So go in, feel good, leave feeling good, leave it there. You know what I mean? And then let Zarin decide your fate. Oh my (laughs) gosh. I'm just don't put that on me. (laughs) You don't have parents coming through my emails. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that that's, you know, just kind of some audition or some tips specifically for auditions. Um, in terms of company, just a little bit more. So what's unique about our company here too, at the students lab last year, we launched a bunch of new programs unique to our company dancers. So those of you that are a part of our company currently, you already are reaping these perks and you probably maybe don't even know, but, um, so some new things unique to our company is that our dancers are allowed to join the star program. So the star program is student teacher, awesome role model. This program is specific to raising up the next generation of dance teachers. Of course, we would love for them to stay here with the students lab, but that is not the eventual goal. We want them to be prepared to be professional dance teachers anywhere that God takes them, right? So we just want to raise them up to be good leaders and teachers. So if they're in company, they are allowed to apply to be a part of the STAR program. Currently, we have 19 um, STAR uh, students right now, and they all, again, applied. They go through a training, um, and those are the dancers, if you've seen, maybe you're not in company, those are the dancers. They have t-shirts. They say teacher assistant, Um, and then we train them through. It's actually a three-year program. They can, they can apply to join by the time or when they're 12. Um, and then they can start to push through the program and eventually even here start getting paid to sub and, you know, different opportunities here within the studio as well. So that is unique to our company dancers. Um, we have career training that is career training, 
guided, oh, I'm pulling them together, guided training and career. Uh, what's career it called? Planning. Career planning. <laughs> like, what's the second word? Career training to plan your career, basically. <laughs> yeah. Career planning, um, which Zarin actually could probably talk a little bit more about just briefly, but career planning is going to be also um, a perk specific to our company dancers and as our professional members do get this perk as well. Um, but all, if you're a part of our company, you regardless already enjoy the benefit of that. And that's basically sitting down and really going through what dance looks like as a career path, which that never happened for me. I had no idea what dance was going to look like. So it's nice to sit down with the kids and actually give them a plan and at least expose them to these opportunities and these lanes for their future. Um, so star program career planning, as well as guided training. So guided training is basically one-on-one access that you have to a director. Um, and this is just for guided training, which is at home just to help more like say one of your teachers introduced a new skill and you have a little question about it, or you have certain, you know, goals, you're trying to get this or that you have access through our parent portal, um, to ask questions with one of our directors and they respond weekly, depending on what team you're on. Um, you have different tiers. So your director would respond differently or, you know, so many times to you, but we also have guided training as well. Um, Specialty routines are unique to our company dancers too. So if you're looking to be in a, have a solo or a duo, or you see these dancers like, oh, they're, how do I get a solo? Those, again, those are perks or like opportunities that are specific to our company dancers. Um, and I believe there was one more, but I can't think of it at the moment. <laughs> I thought there was, I thought there was one more, but anyways, so, um, so yeah, so those are just looking again at the other benefits to being a part of a company here with us. Um, those are some other great, um, Oh, you, know. you do have access to master classes that come in. Oh yes. Master classes as well. So, um, actually we have a master class coming this Sunday. Um, hopefully this will be out. I think this will be up before then. So you can know about it. I'm all looking at our producer over there. Will this be up? No. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, but we have Bill Rock. Um, he was the winner of So We Think You Can Dance 2019. And he is going to be doing, um, we, we do have an open masterclass as well. So our current students, whether you're in company or not, that is, you know, they will have access to him as well. But our elite companies are going to have a closed um, class with him, which is really cool that he gets to speak to those company dancers. And then we also had Miss Krista Coney. Oh my gosh, I just said her maiden name. Barker. Miss Krista Barker. Yeah, Coney's her her maiden name. So like, like someone called me Bonita Love It. I'd be like, someone did recently. And I was like, whoa, whoa, who's that? Oh, that was before Gabe. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> who's that lady? Um, so, but yeah, we had Krista Barker come in and she was with us for six months, um, which was really transformative, I think, for our dancers. Huge difference. Huge difference. Just, I mean, she drill sergeant. They got, you know, just exposure to that, just a you know, more of a high intense, like no holds bar type of training. It was really cool. So, um, again, unique to our company dancers just to push their training, push their level up there. Um, their if ability. She's listening, thank you so much because I feel like that was exactly what those company teams needed. Yes. 
this year in between losing a whole year of formal training because it was realistically we really did jump back into it July and August but even then I didn't really see much it was rough Rough, and I didn't really see much of it click for a lot of our dancers like oh I'm back in class oh okay I could do this yeah I really didn't see it click until like October ish oh I was gonna say December oh wow (laughs) it's February all right well just you know like right leading up to the show like I felt like right leading up to the show it became it became real yeah Yeah, like oh okay we're back on a stage so yeah in hindsight, people who are listening, um, last time we competed as a team was February of last year. Yeah, yeah. We had three other competitions to go to after that and a convention. So there were so many so All many things it, and yeah. a recital that was canceled. So then, yeah. yeah, it was just a lot. And then we had kids who had intensives throughout the country. So right. it sucks yeah. that they endured it. But when I say they came back so much stronger and hungry to learn, like yeah. I'm, not, I'm not kidding. I'm so proud of these kids. So thank you, Krista, for, for your patience sure. with those kids and working hard because they, they're so excited to, to have you come back. Yeah. Yeah. So I appreciate definitely. everything that you did with them. Yeah. So, um, so again, just other like cool perks with the company specific to our company dancers here and you know, like anything, our, the company, like I said, they're the face of our studio. Zarin of course works super closely with those families. That's literally like, those are the ones that she's on the phone with or talking with and communicating with day to day. Um, but you know, that is, they're the ones that for sure we're closer to just by default because they're here all the time and mm-hmm. moms, you know, their mo- mom and dad are invested. So we're invested and we share that heart for the success of those children. Um, and again, that's an extension. That's not just our, it's not like we only care about our company kids. Um, but in terms of Zarin, really, she, yeah. only, she only cares about the numbers. Don't worry. I see all your other kids. Don't worry. I see them. I talk to them. I talk to them about their day. They ask me how my day is like, they all oh, get, yes, they're, they're equally poured into yes, just by of default. Course, of I see course. the company kids like yeah. 16 hours out of the week. So yeah, you're not like, that's what I was telling one parent. Like, you know, if they're like, wait, my daughter isn't, you know, getting it or something or, you know, whatever. And I'm like, I'm not whispering like, you know, to one kid versus the other like like like, sweet nothings of how to be a great dancer no you're all in the same class and what you take from it is you know you grow from there and for sure for sure and how to apply and working at home of course so yes but more details coming for company auditions dates all of that stay tuned stay close to the website on the website we will have a whole link um well a whole link we'll have a whole page dedicated to you know to everything and you'll also have to fill out a little form prior to um that actually once you fill that out that you're attending the auditions then you'll get sent the whole packet so then you'll get a packet that's you know that basically gives you all the need to knows um, yeah. And I think that's it. So tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your brother, tell your sister, tell your grandma, mm-hmm. your granddaddy. <laughs> My oh, send off yeah. note yes. for dancers interested in auditioning. If you know that you have some weak points, whether it's skills or class practice, practice, practice till you're blue in the face every night, that skill. I cannot stress that enough because then when you get into the audition, it won't be a fear factor. It'll be a, I can do this. And that's what I really want to stress to you guys is get out of that. I can't do this. I have this. I can't. This won't happen mindset. Yeah. Because you train your brain to speak that to your body and your body is going to imitate that. Yes. So don't set yourself up for limitations. Acknowledge where you're at and grow from there. That's all it is. Practice, practice, practice. (laughs) All right, guys. All right, we will be back with another podcast soon. Have a great weekend. Bye. Peace out.